On today's show, we examine what I believe is a historic development for the future of the domain industry. Jeff Sass joins us from Names.Club to discuss how their new financing model is impacting both domainers who want to invest and end users who want to pay for a domain, short-term or long-term, in a different fashion. This is the future. Learn how you can take an option on a domain. Andrew Rosner also joins us from the domain investor perspective. Our discussion naturally leads to domain valuation and some provoking thoughts on potential developments in the industry in the next five years. Don't miss a minute of this show. Enjoy. First, serious about online trading? Secure your funds, keep your merchandise safe, and use a company that keeps the buyer and seller protected the whole way through. That's escrow.com. Payments you can trust. Hi, Sherpa Network. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Tess Diaz, executive producer of DomainSherpa.com. Today, we're joined by Jeff Sass. Jeff is the CMO of the .club domains registry. They've created names.club, um, and we're here to discuss that in much further detail today. Hi, Jeff. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Tess. Great to be here on the Sherpa Show. I've been a Sherpa before, but never under the new regime. So I'm very excited to be here again as part of the, the next generation of the main Sherpa. Thank you so much. Love your dot club shirt. Andrew Rosner, CEO of Media Options. Good morning. Hello. Good morning, Jeff. Welcome. Good morning, Andrew. Great to see you. Always. Delighted to, to have you. <laughs> and great to see me. <laughs> Delighted to have you here, Drew, joining us really as a dot .club end user or domain investor. We'll, we'll learn more as, as we discuss. Sound good? Great. All right. So um, real quick, let's give the Sherpa Network a background. Um, so the dot .club registry is a registry that's like a distributor of the domains, period. And as you had you know, like every other registry, premium domains, and you're releasing them, you um, created this marketplace, names.club. And I love the name, love how it could be anything, and you really expanded. Um, so as you got traction, especially with um, setting up payment plans, you're really on the forefront of payment plans for the domain industry. As you got traction, First, you opened it up to other registries um, who also maybe owned premium domains or wanted to release some names, especially with payment plans. And now, recently, you've opened it up to domain investors, too. That's correct, Tess. You know, we, we've always, you know, as the registry, we had the opportunity to sell premium names ourselves and also through the registrar channel. And early on, we saw that almost all of the premium names we sold directly, we closed the deal by offering terms by offering payments to the buyers Finance. and we really feel that when it comes to end users you know businesses entrepreneurs startups who want to use a great premium name for their business having the ability to pay it over time makes a huge difference you know writing a big check up front even for a few thousand dollars is a big deal for a small business whereas if you could pay it monthly 
you can possibly pay it out of cash flow, it becomes much more manageable. So we always believed that that was the best way to sell premium names. And we would go to our registrar partners and say, you guys should offer financing, you guys should offer payments. And a lot of them says, well, show us the data, show us the data. So we actually built names.club initially to prove that point, to show that we can generate a lot of premium name sales by offering easy payments. Um, and we launched it, as, as you and Drew have mentioned, originally just with .club premium names. And how uh, and long then, ago was that, Jeff? So that was two years ago. So it originally launched as Get.club, and it was exclusively .club premium names. Um, then last year, a year ago, we switched it over to names.club and opened it up to other registries to offer their premium names for sale as well. And we launched it with names from MMX and GMO with .shop, and now we have names from Radix, and we've got a lot of other registries coming on board with their registry-owned names. Then at this NamesCon just a few weeks ago, we launched it and opened it up to anyone with domain names who wants their cell domains and any extension. So it's not just limited to the, the new extensions like .club and .shop and .store and .tech, but also .com and .biz and .whatever. So any extension. The only requirement we have is um, it has to have a standard renewal. So we don't accept names that have these high premium renewal prices because that doesn't really fit the financing model. Um, and we're looking for names typically that are priced at $5,000 or more. So again, you know, it makes sense to finance those names. And we're trying to curate the list of names. So not every name that gets submitted is going to be accepted. We want it to be a quality marketplace. Um, and the key to it is the buyers can get those names for a small down payment. It's a 15% down payment typically. And then the remaining balance is split into 60 equal payments over five years. No interest is charged. So it's, it's really just very easy. And we treat it more like a subscription. So you can cancel at any time. So if you're a small business and you want to try to start something and you're using a great premium domain and six or nine months later, it's not working out, you can change your mind. You could stop making your monthly payments. We take the name back, so the owner of the name gets the name back, it's someone else selling it, uh, and the person who was making those payments doesn't get any money back, and the seller keeps whatever money they've received to that point, but then they can go and sell that name all over again. So we treat it more like a subscription than a lease. That's brilliant, brilliant. And you're really at the forefront here. I mean, is anyone else in the domain industry doing this, Jeff? There, there are a lot of, uh, not a lot, but there are a few uh, marketplaces and uh, places where you can finance your domains, you know, over various periods of times. But I'm not aware of anyone who's doing it as a subscription in this fashion where there's no interest being charged and it's very easy to cancel any time. So I think we're unique in that front. And we're unique in, in that the focus of the marketplace is really on these easy payments, you know, providing this easy payments. There is a buy it now price. And if someone wants to just buy the name and pay it in full, they can. But really the focus is on making these great premium domain names. And now with all the new, we've got great .com names, we've got great keyword names, we've got great brandable names. And all of those great names are available now to a small business for a very affordable monthly fee instead of them writing a big check up front. And is that the only, so can anyone actually outright purchase a domain through names.club? Yes, there's a buy, there's always a buy it now option as well. So they can pay the full price as well. The other interesting thing we've been doing is expanding our distribution. So you can go directly to names.club, but we also have some registrars coming on board. We've already launched with Namecheap. So if you go to Namecheap right now, 
and you'll see certain names that are priced at $5,000 or more have a finance button next to them. And if you click that finance button, it's actually names.club that is powering the easy payments for that. And we're going to be launching that on several other registrars very soon as well. So when you list your name for sale, if you're a domain investor and you want to list your name for sale on names.club, you'll also get the benefit of distribution through the other registrars where we're powering their financing. That's wild. So you're really looking for a solution from your registrar partners. And in the end, you built it yourself and you found it so successful, you're, you're expanding it. That's super cool. Yeah, we're trying to make it easy for the buyers and we're making it easier for registrars to offer financing on the names that they sell too. Yeah. And Drew, I feel like what you would say is you're also changing how people view domains as an asset, right? What are your thoughts on, on domains as an asset in this light? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've been a big advocate of, of sort of alternative uh, domain sales structures for, for a while. Um, so when Jeff and I sat down and had breakfast two, two or three years ago, um, when you guys had first launched, I think it was get.club or right. at that point, um, you know, we had this whole uh, deep discussion about, about, you know, this is the way forward. This is the best way to get these names in the best hands uh, at the right moment in time because it gives, you know, it gives these people, uh, first of all, um, an opportunity to get their hands on the best name for their business. I mean, forgetting about what names we're talking about, right? But whether we're talking about .com, new GTLD, regardless, right? You were just talking about the concept of, of the way that the marketplace is structured. And, you know, it's, it's giving these guys, uh, the, the entrepreneur, the startup founder, the company with, you know, who doesn't necessarily have the budget yet, um, an opportunity to get the best version of their name, you know, on day one and not have to do a rebrand later because they bought something with a prefix or a suffix or some other made up brand or whatever it might be. Um, and it gives them a path to ownership, even though, you know, with, with immediate use and, um, and it creates cash flow for the investor or for the registry. Um, you know, it's like, you know, it's, it's genius in the end. Um, but it takes awareness and it takes education and it takes, you know, adaptation for the market to sort of accept it. But I think in my eyes, this has always been the way forward. This is the way to get more names in, uh, you know, out of the sidelines and into the market in the hands of people who are going to use them, create value and uh, let some of that value flow back to, to the registries and the, and the domain owners. And, um, you know, uh, we, we, can, we can have a, 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 a deeper discussion about, you know, the implications of that, uh, you know, later on. But, you know, I immediately got it and agreed that that was a great move for, for Dot Club. And we took advantage of it. We, I don't know, you know, I don't know, think we were the first one, but we were one of the first ones to start, you know, sort of, um, I'm not going to say back up the truck because we didn't take that many, but we, we, you know, we probably took 30 names, 40 names, uh, but great, great names. Uh, most of which we did through the, uh, the sort of names.club. Easy payments. You know, easy payment solution. And, um, you know, I guess, from the investor standpoint, 
Um, the reason I love this was, um, you know, looking at the new GTLD market in general, if you want to say you're going to make investments in new GTLDs, then I think it's very important for you to set a time, like any investment. If you're going to invest in anything, you need to go into it knowing already what is your time frame. Are you looking for a quick flip? Are you looking for a long-term holding? Are you looking for, you know, to sort of get in early and, and you know, get out when the market matures? You know, what, 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 why are you investing? What, what's your time frame on this investment? Or where, what, where do you see your role here? Are you an early investor? Are you an early adopter? Are you, you know, a long-term holder? What, what, what is your, what's your role? And so from my perspective, um, in the sort of limited investment that we've made, limited in terms of overall scope and, and ratio of our total domain investment, um, you know, uh, I was looking at new GTLDs, the select domains that we wanted to invest in um, with a five-year horizon. I said, okay, you know, I, it's early days. Um, I think that, you know, some number of these are going to stick. I think that there will be some degree of adoption and use, but it's going to take five years to uh, actually see what the results are going to be. And um, so whatever we're investing in now, you know, I'm basically just closing my eyes and, you know, wake me up in five years and we'll, we'll evaluate at that point. And so the, the idea that I can execute that plan um, without paying any interest and I don't have to make my final payment on any of the names I'm buying until that five-year horizon has already uh, expired uh, or, or, you know, is coming to coming due. Um, you know, that, that's a no-brainer. You know, it's like yeah. I can tie up my capital for five years or I can get an option on this name that I can walk away from at any point. Uh, and in, in five years, if, if I was right, and this was a good investment, well, you know, it's exponentially a better investment for me because I, I was basically, you know, using the house's money to carry it for five years. Yeah, and I think, Drew, what you touched on, um, using calling it an option is really interesting. And I've seen you and other domain investors, you know, use names.club in that fashion because basically if there's a name you want, and again, now we're talking about names of any extension, including some great .com names, instead of having to buy that name, and own it and hold it to resell it. If you have, you know, it's a name you think you can sell, you can essentially take an option on that name by paying a much smaller down payment and your monthly payments. And then as soon as you find a buyer and you're ready to flip that name, then you just pay the balance and anything you've sold it for over the balance you owe is yours to keep. So you can turn around and make a profit of thousands of dollars without investing thousands of dollars up front, which you'd have to do now by treating it almost like taking an option. And we've mm -hmm. seen quite a few domain investors do that with a number of different names. I think you've had a few sales that way yourself. Yep, yeah, we sold uh, uh, Life.Club, uh, which I think we had made, I don't know, uh, I don't know, what do you think? A I year think of payments on? Yeah, you, you made maybe three months or four months worth of, I don't know, payments? Yeah, it was, it was under a year, it was under a year. Um, so this was one of the domains, life.club was one yeah. of the domains that you bought and planned to close your eyes and wake up in five years. Exactly. And then okay. um, a German, I think it was a German bank. Let me just see what's up there now. Uh, I think it was a German bank came along and decided, uh, uh, what is this? Is this the bank? 
We're getting a lovely close-up of the Drew, yeah. famous Drew oh, I think it, I think it was a German <laughs> bank. I'm not sure. I, for the, it's not immediately apparent that it's a bank on the website. But um, anyways, it was a German company, and they came along, and they wanted the name. And so, you know, uh, they were very difficult to negotiate with, to be honest. Uh, we didn't, you know, get the price I was hoping for. But I think we still got something like a 300% return um, on the face value of the name. But we had actually only paid, you know, twenty uh, percent. Let's say fifteen to twenty percent of of what the face value was. So we we sold the name. The only the only, and and this doesn't have to be the case, right? We can we can get into that a bit more. But um, in this case, we sold it through Sado, and so in order to complete the sale on our end, we had to pay off Dot Club first, in order to take possession of the name. And then we could complete the sale with Sado, and um, um, but we were able to, you know, wait until they, the buyer had paid Sado, so we knew that the deal wasn't going to fall through. The buyer had paid Sado. We then went and, you know, we can't use that money because that money's in escrow with Sado, but we could then go and pay off uh, the remainder of our dot club, our names dot club deal. Uh, to take possession of life.club and then transfer it to the buyer. And um, it worked, you know, it was a proof of concept. And, you know, I still believe it's early for that to work at scale in the new GTLD space, but with opening this up to, you know, other names, uh, I, you know, I think that this is, I, I wish more people and more marketplaces would do this because I just think it shifts, you know, as Tess was sort of saying, it shifts the whole perspective. You know, this is the way companies, you know, uh, take, you know, uh, use or, or I don't know what the word is, invest in, utilize, contract their commercial real estate. And so, um, you know, in one form or another. And so why wouldn't it make sense for their, you know, internet real estate? Um, you know, and I've, I've heard all the arguments against it, but it's still to me for a startup or an early stage organization, this is, it's a no brainer. Absolutely. And, and for a domain investor, cause I know obviously that yeah, also. listening to this show, but if you have, let's say, you know, Tess, you always um, give examples on Sherpa with people, let's say if you have 5,000 to spend or 10,000 to spend, you know, what should you do to get into it? Well, this gives you the opportunity to build a much bigger portfolio with that five or $10,000 investment, instead of sinking that into one name, you could use that as down payments and, and a few months payments on five or six names and have a much bigger portfolio to work for the same amount of cash up front. So it, yeah. it opens up some interesting opportunities. If you, went to your, if you went to your equities broker and wanted that kind of leverage, uh, you know, it would cost you a lot. You know, you're not getting that kind of leverage for free. So, you know, it is, it's literally, you're leveraging the house's money at 5X, um, more than 5X because you're paying monthly, but, but you know, call it 5X, um, uh, interest-free. Uh, yeah. So it's- And I know, think the key here- You want to be making educated and intelligent bets, but you are, you know, this domains is a number game. You know, even if you're buying the best names, you need to have a certain- number of them in order to create consistent sales. So um, this gives you the ability to leverage up your portfolio and 
spread out your investments to a larger number of assets uh, with the same amount of capital. And I just want to point out the key here and the reason that we're doing this, it's, um, you know, this is not a sales pitch for everyone to go out and sign up, uh, you know, either to purchase or to sell or both on names.club. Although, Although I think it's okay if you want to do that. That's fine. <laughs> um, Absolutely. But this is a, an important shift in the industry. Even domain registrars did not see this opportunity. Like Drew just said, this is how end users um, you know, view and manage their commercial real estate purchasing. And it's really important. This is, a, in my opinion, a monumental shift that is going to um, open domain investment and end user domain usage on both ends. It's funny because you would think like with the subscription model, it would only be on one end, but with your financing structure, um, it really is opening it for domain investors too. And I think this is going to make a big difference. Like if I had to give the history of domain investment and domain adaption, um, domain valuation understanding, I think this is going to be a part of that, um, don't you? Yeah, I, th I think absolutely, Tess. And another area that we didn't talk about that's kind of interesting that this notion of, of financing, especially when it's treated as a subscription, kind of opens up is for marketing and marketing campaigns. Because one of the areas that, that we always you know, don't talk about enough, in my opinion, because I'm a marketer, is domain names are the ultimate call to action, right? Every advertisement in every medium, whether it's on the side of a bus or a digital ad, always ends with a domain name as the call to action. And I think one of the changes that the introduction of all the new extensions created was this, this opportunity to create a domain name that's a really great call to action for a campaign because you have all these extensions that actually have meaning and create words and create exact match phrases, et cetera. So now if a business or a brand you know, wants to use a domain name, not as their primary web address, they've already got that, but for a specific campaign, instead of having to buy that domain and own it forever, they could potentially just finance it, right? Lease it for a few months, use it for their campaign. And when they're done with the campaign, they can cancel their subscription or they could decide to keep it if they want to use it going forward to the future. But it gives you the flexibility to now to be very creative, not be limited to a single domain name as, as your one and only portal, but to use multiple domain names for different purposes and be able to afford to do that in a way uh, that's much easier than having to build a portfolio of names for all your campaigns. Interesting. So let me ask you something. What, uh, I, I agree with everything that you've just said, um, but I'm, I think it's a bit confusing talking about it as a subscription option. So what, why, why, just give me your justification for calling it a subscription versus financing. Well, because technically it's more like that. Oftentimes when you finance something, you're, you're still on the hook for the balance. You know, if you enter into a lease but agreement. It's a direct, but it is a direct path to ownership. Yes, yes, and so, so is this, why, if you click it out at the end. No, but, that's what I'm saying, is this yeah. is a direct path to ownership. Absolutely. Whereas a subscription would be, like I look at, um, like my, my, I guess, you know, I don't have a direct contract with VeriSign, so to speak, it's with the registrar. So I guess, you know, what I pay, you know, my, my 850 a year for my .com domain, I look at that as more like a subscription. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a hybrid, I think the, 
it, the, the difference is, yes, it's absolutely a path to purchase. And if you make all your payments, then the name is yours. Absolutely. But in the meantime, you're not paying interest, which is typically the case in a, in a traditional finance mm-hmm. or lease. And mm-hmm. you can cancel at any time without any penalty, which mm-hmm. is also not typically the case in, mm-hmm. in a traditional finance or lease. So it's kind of a, a hybrid. Yes, it's a path to ownership. But at any point along the way, you can cancel just like you might cancel a magazine subscription and, and they won't send it to you anymore. You can't use the name anymore. You don't get back any of the money you've paid up until that point. Yeah. So it is somewhat of a hybrid, but that's why we think of it as, as a subscription. And we want to stress that to businesses because um, they know, need to know they're not on the hook. So if they buy a ten dollars or $20,000 name and they're rolling two or $3,000 into it and they change their mind, they're not on the hook. You know, they're not obligated to pay the balance. So it's so like it's a much Airbnb your 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 uh, commercial real estate. It, you got no mortgage, you have no liability, you just can have yeah, it. But to Drew's point, it's a little different because you're you're not on a path to buy that Airbnb, whereas mm-hmm. here you are on a path yeah. to actually buy the Dibby. So it's a hybrid. I, the, the reason I make the distinction is because I, I, I think that this is sort of an intermediary step and I think that um, this could be an entirely other show, actually. But I think that, um, you know, maybe five years down the line, um, maybe sooner, I think that the whole aftermarket likely will move to, or, or let's say the top portion of the aftermarket will likely move to some kind of subscription type of uh, uh, scenario that may or may not lead to, you know, have a path to ownership. Um, Right. You know, a lot of, you've got a lot of people with, you know, they're very concerned about the price increase of dot coms with VeriSign. Um, I was among those folks. I'm far less concerned about it today than I was previously. Um, and I'm far more concerned about other threats from VeriSign, such as them wanting to, you know, not make $7.86 on you know the domain I just sold for a million dollars, um, they would much rather have a larger share of that value, even if it wasn't upfront, if it was over time. And I think you know that we'll see them try and move into that market and basically adopt a, a, like a names.club type of structure. But my guess is it won't have a path to ownership. It'll just be a premium ongoing, you know, much like some of the other GTLDs have, have done. Yeah, some uh, of the names that have premium renewals, it's pretty much like that. It's like you're yeah. paying the amount for Drew, is forever. that is that already something in the works or that's no, just something? No, not, not, not at all. But I, I, I think that it's, you know, just based on the actions they've taken, the threats they've made publicly, um, the narrative that I sort of hear and just pure logic of public company, they need growth. Dot-com growth is going to peak. You know, we're already sort of peaking. Um, how do you maintain that growth as a public company? Um, it ain't going to be from dot web. And so, um, you know, you know, they can get their price increases. Um, you know, anybody that's got a problem with that, um, not that I think it's okay. I, you know, it's a it's, 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 you know, it's, it's public company with a 63% margin i mean that's that's you know unheard of um why do they need a price increase but that being said they have a future responsibility to continue to grow to their shareholders and that's just 
reality. And so if you've got a problem with it, um, buy VeriSign stock. <laughs> uh, right? You didn't join the ICA. It's the best, it's the, the best, uh, it's the best hedge you're going to get. Um, but I think that uh, the point of the discussion wasn't to talk about prices increases. The point is that, that I think that is the future. I think we're taking these stepping stones towards, okay, well, there's going to be this aftermarket where, you know, dot-com values are, are, are rising. And, and I think, you know, at, at the top 2% of dot-coms, prices are rising. You know, there's no doubt about it. Every single person I spoke to at NamesCon who owns a portfolio of really ultra-premium dot-coms had the best year of their life in 2018. Top domains were selling at materially higher prices and in faster sales cycles than I've ever seen before. Most of the people I spoke with agreed. And I think that trend will continue even in a, a, a you know, if we see, you know, an economic downturn here, I think, um, you know, venture capital is going to have one of the greatest liquidity events, uh, multiple events this year in, in, in history. You're going to see hundreds of billions of dollars returned to venture capital. You know, a good portion of that's going to be reinvested. I think you're going to see the startup market enter into a larger bubble than we're even in now, and that's going to carry on for a couple more years. And so, dot-com values on the best dot-coms are going to reach a, a, a valuation that most companies won't be able to pay, particularly startups, except for the, the, the most well-backed. And, 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 and those, those companies are already at a later stage, and so, you know, whatever. I think it'll become more rational for people to say, yes, instead of paying me a million dollars, you know, instead of me paying you a million dollars for that domain, I'm going to just pay $5,000 a month for this domain indefinitely. Right. As long as I want to use it, yeah. Just indefinitely. Yeah. It's five grand a month. I'm going to just pay five grand a month. It's like what I pay the guy to clean my floors, you know, right. at the office. Um, and, and the timing here is key. The timing within the economy you're describing, Drew, is so perfect for dot club opening this up to all domain names. Now, um, Jeff, I have one more question and then I want to get in, uh, some numbers out of you. Sure. Um, so what about um, blacklisting, spam? What if the, um, the buyer, or I guess you don't call them a leasee, what, uh, the, the user? Yeah, um, the yeah, so, so obviously they're subject to some pretty rigid terms of use that, that you know, give us the right to take the name back if they do anything that's abusive or doesn't follow our terms and conditions. So um, it's pretty standard. Uh, plus, that's part of why we, we um, do charge a down payment. So these people have put, you know, 15% down and then they're making their monthly payments. So that, that's going to deter you know, potential uh, bad actors from just, you know, they're, they're spending quite a bit of money that they're going to lose. Um, should they uh, misuse misuse the domain and, and violate our terms and have it taken away from them for that use for that uh, reason? So it's pretty well covered, and we have not had any um, issues ever, you know, s since inception. That's um, phenomenal. Yeah. So okay. so you know it, it's been it's been fine, but obviously you know we have to monitor that carefully, and obviously. So you proactively monitor that to well, make. Well, we address obviously we address any complaints immediately, you know, and um, you know okay. we, we stay on top of it. Uh, and like I said, it hasn't really been uh, an issue, but of course it's something that that we want to protect the buyers from, and it's very co clearly covered in our terms of use. Interesting. Okay. Um, very neat. I know that's usually one of the biggest concerns with the lease is not to damage the value. 
That's correct. Yeah. But I think, you know, the, the most common uh, analogy with uh, domain names is, you know, calling it virtual real estate. And, and when you think about the real estate industry, most real estate, you know, whether it's commercial or homes, is, is not purchased outright. You know, it's, it's purchased with some t- type of a lease or mortgage or payment plan. When someone buys a car, most people, you know, have it being financed. So when you look at these high value domains, um, there's no reason why you wouldn't want to handle it, you know, in the same fashion as, as kind of Drew was alluding to. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I can't resist, even though I want to get to the numbers, I just have to ask. So with everything you're describing, there's usually insurance. And um, I had an interesting conversation at Namescon, totally um, not my area of expertise. Do you, both of you, ever think there will be insurance for domains? I mean, you know, if you go back to my first interview with Michael Seiger on this show, Domain Sherpa, ever, um, I believe that first episode was about the, the, you know, what Michael deemed, and I've forever been cursed with, the Rosner equation. And, you know, talking about how to value uh, uh, domain names and, and my thought process around that. And we talked about why I'm so passionate about, so the reason for this show, other than the fact that I just love Jeff, is, um, and Colin too, um, uh, is that there's like two, three things, there's three, let's say three Domains have been good to me, okay? Uh, we, we've clearly, we've done very well with domains. I love the domain market. Um, and, you know, uh, I guess I'm at a point where it's like, you know, sure, I'm happy to just keep doing what I'm doing and, 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 and you know, make a good living. Um, but I want to make an impact. I want to have some lasting effect. I don't want to just be, you know, the guy who's grinding it out. And, you know, I, I want to there's certain things that I would like to leave a stamp on. And those three things are value. So I, I, I really truly believe that there is a, you know, data driven approach to domain value that is not objective. Even if there are certain objective variables that go into it, I think, you know, 80% of the value of a domain can be calculated and we just have to, you know, keep refining the way that we assess it. And there's some really exciting ways to go about doing that that are coming about in the next few years with, you know, deep learning and, and um, you know, crowdsourced intelligence. Second thing is um, liquidity. And uh, I think names.club, you know, addresses, you know, one of what I believe is the greatest solution to liquidity, um, or it's at least the first step towards addressing the liquidity issue in domains. And, um, uh, you know, Leverage is probably, you know, the third and valuation is so critical because you can't introduce any of these value-added products to the domain market such as leverage, such as insurance, uh, such as fractional ownership, such as, um, you know, asset-backed lending and you, you can't do any of that until people can agree on what the value is. Right now, nobody agrees on what the value of domains is. And so that's our biggest flaw. And the moment we can come up with a defensible valuation methodology, um, we will have insurance products. We will have banks taking domains as collateral to provide loans. We will have uh, fractional ownership and funds that are accumulating domain names. We'll have, you know, 
audit, you know, domain centric, you know, auditors and, and a whole slew of other products. Um, so yes, I do believe that someday we will have insurance products directly related to domain names, a variety of them, but it all 100% depends on the industry having a framework for value. Yeah, but it's interesting too, Drew, because domain names are very unique because they're, on the one hand, they can be considered like a commodity, and, and what you're talking about is, is moving it more towards that direction. No, 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 very much that's okay. not the case. I, I, I agree that there are certain domains which should be treated like a commodity, right. those primarily being exact match keywords. Right. You know, not like that you're going to use it as a brand, but you know, like a carinsurance.com or a car.insurance or a, right. you know, things like this. These are commodities. These are 1,000% data-driven. It's how many people want that product? What is that? What's the value of a customer? How many customers can you, you know, what, what's your strategic advantage of owning the name? Right. Some multiple on that and there's your value. Yeah, and then the flip side is many domains are like works of art, right? Where, exactly. where beauty oh. is the, the eye of the beholder. And, and one person, if it's the right person, price becomes almost immaterial. If, or what they think is a price someone else would look at like they're crazy, but for them, it's a work of art. It's the name they want. It resonates with them, and they react to it emotionally, and they're willing to pay for that. So, so let me let me let me play devil's advocate for yeah. one second. So yeah. I one I totally one hundred percent agree with you. However, where we are not on the same page is that I believe there's a measurable reason why that person feels that that domain is a piece of art that they must have, and I think that that reasoning why they feel that way can be measured. And that measure is inherent to its value. I mean, pieces of art can be valued. You know, um, I'm in Phoenix. We got Frank Lloyd Wright houses all over the yeah, place. Yeah, but it's much more. It's much more objective. It's much more objective. This is commercial. This is transactional. Yeah. So you can look at. You can take a domain that is. I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think of one that's like you know got super high emotional value. Um, I was just talking to somebody about one yesterday, but I can't say it because I'm hoping that we're going to get the contract to sell this. <laughs> um, I, let's say, let's use bloom.com, which we're, we're brokering right now. Bloom.com, you know, is, you know, it's sort of a clean slate. It has a super positive connotation. Bloom in itself has some sort of commercial implication. You know, first thing people are going to think of is flowers, of course, but it can easily be used in a and is being used in a tremendous number of different markets that have nothing to do with flowers and so how do you measure the value of bloom.com well you know yes um, I still believe that search volume and the cost per click that advertisers are paying for the keyword are essential tools to assessing the value of that name but I think that there are even if it's not, or at least I'm not capable of measuring these things today, doesn't mean they're not, they're not possible to measure. And I think that looking at the many different ways that we can measure a keyword or an acronym's use in commerce and use in culture in ways that we're not even talking about or thinking about today, if you can measure how that keyword is used, it's, it's not only its you know, uh, prevalence of use, but it's the, the way that it's being used and its integration and its velocity, if you can measure those things, 
you can find its inherent value. You can put a, you can put a value on that. And if you look at something like Bloom, um, you know, you've got a bunch of very positive trends like cannabis, for example, that, you know, that are, 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 um, putting a booster under the velocity of a keyword like right. blue. And you've got, you know, that, that one guy who's going to say, I must have that name. The price is no object. Yes and no. There's emotion there that probably can't be measured and probably represents that last 20% of the equation. But the 80% can be measured. It's why is it so emotional for him? Well, it's so emotional for him because he's built a business that is on a certain trajectory in growth that he sees an opportunity that he feels he has a better chance of capturing if he owns this name. Right. Or he owns it because there's a thorn in his side because his email sucks because right now it's called Bloom Capital, Bloom Investments, Bloom International Real Estate Group, whatever. He's got some pain in the ass domain name, pain in the ass email address. He's got some thorn in his side. You know, it, there's no enthusiasm around the brand internally. You know, whatever the reason may be, he's in love with Bloom as a brand, but he hasn't wholly captured that brand in its essence because he doesn't own Bloom.com. And, you know, that can be measured. How fast is this company growing? Where are they going to be five years from now? What what's a generally recognized defensible capital investment into the brand from where they're going to be five years discount that, you know, like th th these things can be done. They can be measured. We just need new tools. So well, it sounds measure. like a big data project for like Watson. Totally. Right? Someone should be totally. using Watson. I feeding all this stuff in Watson. I sent in an application. I said, guys, look, I know you don't care, but I'm a geek about this value thing of domains. And I want to really create a way to value domain names. And I know exactly the data sets that we need to measure. And I can't do it. I'm not even smart enough to think about how. But I know you can. And I want to do it with you. How can we do it? I'll, I'm willing to put a lot of money, you know, relatively speaking, um, into doing this. It would be so cool. Please get back to me. And nobody ever responded. No. Watson, what a shame. Doesn't, Watson doesn't check his emails, apparently. Watson's not checking his emails. No, they have, a, they have a, you can submit a project right. to the Watson team. Hmm. They just didn't care about mine. Okay. This is very interesting. And I want to do like four shows about this. And I have so many questions I want to ask about this domain valuation. Um, first, before you put yourself down as a, as a, I don't know, you kind of put yourself down there, Drew. But I mean, you are the number one domain valuation expert in the world. Let's not kid ourselves. And, you know, sure, Watson has a lot of numbers and it would be great to team with them. But um, we got some good data going. Um, I would like to get some different kind of measurement. I want numbers on names.club, Jeff. Sure. So, uh, two years you've been around. How many domains have you um, sold or subscribed yeah so 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 we've sold over 300 names you know in that time period okay. we current we currently have um about um 165 166 active subscriptions so those are names that are actively being paid for on a monthly basis and the value the the top line value of those names is close to eight hundred thousand dollars right and we've done over 1.1 million dollars in sales to date including buy it now 
names and, and that value. Uh, so it's continuing to grow. And all of this is before we launched you know, all the additional extensions and .com names because that's brand new. I don't have data on that yet. But the interesting thing too is, you know, and as a domain investor or someone considering listing your names, this is a non-exclusive deal. So you can still list your names on CEDO and Afternick and everywhere else you want to do in your own landing pages or whatever. Um, it's just one more opportunity to find that buyer. And what we found is for certain names at certain prices, the financing makes the difference, right? The easy payments makes the difference. We sold the highest price name we have currently on a, on a payment plan is $67,500. And I know that that person was not going to write a check for that amount, right? They would not have bought the name if they couldn't have done the easy payments. Even through Namecheap, you know, we sold $20,000 names, but Namecheap uh, that would not have sold at Namecheap if, if they could have done the financing for it. So it's another opportunity for you to get your name out there on a non-exclusive basis. And if the right buyer comes along where that finance plan makes a difference, you're going to get a sale that you wouldn't have otherwise had. Very cool. What's the average um, monthly subscription price? I, you know, I don't have the exact average, but I would say uh, to date, the sweet spot has been names in the, the five to $10,000 range. I would say the sweet spot that people are financing names that would have otherwise cost five or $10,000. So a $10,000 name, you're going to put down 1500 bucks and pay $141 a month. So that's a lot more palatable than writing a check for $10,000 up front, especially if you're a small business. And for investors, what is, so what, what are the, what are the numbers look like in terms of, so if you've got like a broker code or whatever the, whatever the discount codes are that you offer, what, how does, what do the numbers look like on, yeah, so that's that's a great point, Drew. So we also have a broker and affiliate program. Um, so you can sign up if you go to namesbroker.club. You can fill out an application to become a broker or an affiliate, and you'll get a unique code and also an affiliate link so that you can use that on your website or in email marketing or, or in advertisements, whatever you want to do. And that code will give the customer, so anyone who uses your code, will get a 5% discount. And the way we're handling it now since we relaunched is that discount will come off of their down payment. So if someone uses your code, instead of having to put down 15%, they'll only put down 10%, but they'll get credited as if they put down 15%. So it's a real incentive for them to get the name because they put less money out of pocket up front. Yeah. And then you as the broker uh, get that 10% as your commission. So you get paid that commission up front. So you get paid 10% that we collect as the down payment. And if that person cancels later on, it doesn't matter. You've been paid. You keep your money the seller gets their name back and we start all over again. So that broker program is really effective. And of course, if you are a broker and you buy a name yourself, then you apply, you know, both the uh, discount and the extra 10% to yourself. So you actually get a better deal uh, if you use your own code to buy names for yourself. And, and we That's do have a wild deal. brokers doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. Okay. I believe that's what we did. That's what we did for all the ones we bought. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we've got about, 125. If you go yeah. register names on names.club, use our code. I don't even know Tell what, what it is. What is it? Is it media options? I think. Yeah. Okay. Media options. One word. I think we've got a several. You have more than one code. Yeah. We yeah. Should, we should. If we were on top of things, we would have if looked we were it up. intelligent. We would have. Yes. Thought yeah. I didn't even know about this. This is great. <laughs> Really great. You'll have to put it in the, in the show notes, uh, Tess. You have to I put will. That, I, say think, again. I, think it's, I think it's media options. I think I look, one, of, one of the codes that we've got is media yeah, options. It should be. Yeah. Okay. So and if, if you use that code, you'll get a 5% discount, and uh, Drew will be able to pay for the next uh, Sherpa episode. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and and there are um you said you can go to namesbroker.club namesbroker.club will lead you to a little form to fill out to become a broker or an affiliate so you know we we do uh, have some affiliates who aren't necessarily domain or name brokers but have uh, you know uh, an appropriate business to share links to buy domain names it could be marketing agencies etc things like that okay so jeff do you have any numbers on the percentage of end users versus domain investors who are purchasing I don't have um, a statistics on it, but we have, we, there are a number of live sites, you know, active end users who have bought their names, you know, using the financing like loan.club and brunch.club. Those are all, you know, active websites that are on the P easy payment program. So there's definitely quite a few end users out there using the domains. And there are also a lot of people who are registering the domains and, and looking to sell them as domain investors as well. So you've got both, but our focus from a marketing perspective uh, you know, outside of this community, which is really focused on uh, the domain industry, we're really trying to market uh, names.club towards entrepreneurs, startups, small businesses who are looking for a place to get a great brandable, a great keyword domain of any extension uh, and be able to afford it by making these easy monthly payments. So we'll actually be launching a PR campaign and a targeted advertising campaign reaching out to that audience. That's who we really want to attract as the end user, which is good for you if you're listing your domain with us, because obviously everyone wants to get to that end user. So that's really our focus. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. So, um, you know, you must see some naming trends as well, not only in um, what people are choosing to list, but much more in what people are buying and developing on. Um, tell me, what naming trends are you seeing in .club domains at, at the registry end? or on names.club? Well, I think in general, one of the trends that we see at names.club and, and in general is I think now when you have all of these choices of domain name extensions, including many that have meaning like .club and others, the notion of making up words and deliberately misspelling words just to get a particular domain doesn't really make sense anymore. It was fashionable in 2004 when Flickr started it. Um, and I know there's still a lot of startups doing that. But it's, it's problematic. It doesn't pass the radio test. It costs you more to build a brand. If you're trying to build a brand on top of a made-up word, it just costs you a lot more to get that attention. And as technology moves us more and more into voice and voice search and voice commands, I think that radio test becomes even more important because, you know, I've used this example in many presentations, but I went to a tech conference once and there were two companies uh, exhibiting with the same name. They were both called safe.com. One was spelled S-A-I-F-E, and one was spelled S-A-Y-F-E. And of course, all the attention they might have garnered by exhibiting at the show, guess who got the credit? Whoever owned S-A-F-E, right, .com. And it doesn't matter if it's .com or .club or whatever, there's no reason not to have a properly spelled word to the left of the dot or words. And, and to try to get the best keyword or the best exact match domain that you can get, for all these reasons, right? It's gonna do better in organic SEO. It's gonna cost you less to build your brand. It's gonna cost you less and be more efficient in SEM. And it's gonna pass the radio test. So when it comes to asking Alexa to go to a certain website by name, they're gonna to go to the right one, not some place they never heard of and, and uh, you know, don't know how to spell. Mm. So I think that's a trend. You mentioned keywords and exact match domains. Yeah. Do you think that's a naming trend? And, and do you think that's driven solely by voice navigation or by more than that? 
No, I think it's it's driven by the fact that that that's where the power is, you know. And I think that that a lot of um, startups go down another route to save money, you know. And so part of our philosophy of offering these domains with the easy yeah. payments is to say to them, "Hey, you don't have to use a made-up word to save yeah. money. Here's an opportunity." Why, why, to get- why are you going to handicap yourself from yeah. day one? You know what I mean? And exactly. the, like, the reason they, they do it is because they can pay their marketing bill five thousand well, dollars every well, month. They, but if they can pay their two, domain that, hold on. There's two reasons they do it. One is cost, and then two is trademarkability. So you know they say, "Well, we're going to make up a spelling because then we can go out and we can actually get a trademark for it," which in many cases is true. Uh, but you just have to find a keyword which you know is not in your vertical being used and you can get a trademark for an unrelated keyword. So, um, because as Jeff has alluded to, I mean, there's no future in made up brands. It, 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 it won't work. Uh, particularly if it's not radio friendly, like if it's not, you know, Google, uh, or Yahoo, like, you know, those are sort of on the edge, but at least if you hear it on the radio, you can still kind of figure out how to spell it. Um, even if they are made up, you know, uh, AOL, like, okay, you know, you, you can spell it, right? But if you say my company's called Closet, um, but it's spelled C-L-S-T dot com or, you know, uh, you know you're, you're lost in the future. There, there is no future for you. You can't spread the word about your brand because you've got a massive handicap here. It's like trying to speak to a deaf audience. They, they, you're, you're telling them what your brand is, but they don't hear you because they can't see how to spell it. They're, they're talking to the internet. Alexa's telling them where to go. Or yeah, if you say, Alexa, order me new, new doors from Closet, you know, they're gonna go like, to the- what, what? Yeah, Closet Doors? Here's Closet Doors from Amazon. Um, so you, you need to have a brand which is semantically meaningful. Otherwise, you just don't have any future. Um, yeah, and oh, then from from for marketing purposes, you know, exact match is very powerful. It's a very yeah. powerful call to action. You could create yeah. with all the new extensions. You can create a domain name that is a powerful call to action. It's an action oriented domain, and even if that's just for a campaign, there's a lot of value in that. Yeah. And with, say, with that club specifically, are you seeing primarily one word exact match, two word? Yeah, we, we, see, we see one and two word uh, exact matches. You know, club is, we're very fortunate because the word club, when it's used semantically correct, is often at the end of a phrase. So having yeah. club as an extension works extremely well. Almost any word or collection of words that you put to the left of the dot slap on that club at the end and it makes perfect sense. It's reasonable. It's logical. So we, we see a lot of that. And, um, you know, it's, it's been going very well. What's interesting about that club, you know, since you asked is there's no one vertical that jumps out at, out at us and says, Oh, dot club is just about this. I mean, we see active users and live websites in every obvious category there could be for clubs from, brands and their loyalty and reward programs to existing clubs, to sports teams, to celebrities for their fan clubs, to subscription boxes. You know, we see a lot of activity in the subscription box space for obvious reasons. Those are clubs. Any e-commerce business with membership is using the club. Uh, the you know, dot like, club lends itself to subscription. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like it literally just it it, it says subscription. I, I already want to join brunch. If I join a club, I'm going to pay some kind of annual or monthly fee. You know, so it, it, it's it was yeah. Any any community and 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 in the e-commerce world, I mean, every e-commerce website. You know, you want people to log in, you want people to become your members, you want to have repeat business. Your customers literally are your club, so it works very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you issue case studies? Yeah, we've we've published a few case studies on our blog. We do a lot of following of live sites. I mean, our marketing is mostly around shining a light on end users of Dot Club. You know. Focusing on our business is not that interesting. It's more interesting what people do with domain names. So we see, you know, chaos.club, you know, uh, that's a fashion line that's been doing phenomenally well. It's run by some high end people in the fashion industry, and they're written up all the time in Vogue and Vanity Fair and the Telegraph in the UK. And of course, every time they get publicity, it mentions chaos.club as the domain name. So we get publicity. Oh, look at this. Fancy lighter cases. Oh, yeah. They're, they're killing it. They keep expanding their line. They started out with iPhone cases and luggage tags. Now they've got all sorts of cool products. Uh, and that was a premium name. I think it was, if my memory serves me, it was about a $3,000 name. So it wasn't a huge investment. Yeah. But they've been killing it as a brand. You know, it's been a great brand for them. And that's just one of many, many examples. That sounds really neat. So where can we see these case studies? You said on the blog, where's yeah, the so, blog on? So actually on supporting, supporting our friends at Automatic, we actually use a dot blog name. So if you go to club.blog, you'll, you'll find our blog there. Um, and you can also link to it from, from get.club. But uh, if you go to club.blog, you will get right to our blog. <laughs> That's really, really neat. Well, thank you for, for showing us these different um, resources out here. Super cool. Um, interesting to hear. Who, who, who is the most successful of the dot club end users that, you've, that you know about at least? Oh, gosh. You know, it, it's, it's hard to say um, in terms of the businesses. You know, obviously, um, I don't know their numbers, but I, I love what they do. There's a men's underwear subscription called Club. I'm actually okay. wear, I'm wearing my heinies right now, <laughs> truth, truth be told. But it's a really fun, great product. You know how we roll. Full disclosure here on Domain Abs- Sherpa. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, but it's, a, it's a great name, Heine.club. They have a lot of tongue. Wait, I, no, like legit, I actually, I don't know how to spell Heine. How do I spell H-I-N-E-Y, Heine? H-I-N-E-Y, Heine.club. H-I-N-E-Y. Why? Okay. And they've got a great website. It's a lot of fun. You can choose to get one pair a month or every other month or whatever you want. So we love seeing businesses like that just creatively using a dot club name. Um, you mentioned case studies test. There's actually a website, case studies.club, that is really pretty cool. And they've been written up in the news quite a bit. And there's all sorts of case studies there for all different industries that you can find at case studies.club. Uh, you know, there's just so many examples. And then you know, from a domain investor story perspective, one of the highlights has been the sale of the dot club, right? T-H-E. And yeah. that was just a case of, of a smart domain investor, not us, <laughs> uh, finding the perfect buyer. So we sold that name to a domain investor for $19,000. And at the time we thought that was a great sale, you know, $19,000 for the dot club. That domain investor, I think a little over a year later, he held it for about a year, maybe 15 months, sold it to a business that was called The Club, 
Um, so it had an exact match name. It was, it's a luxury um, home swapping network. It's very, very, very exclusive. So money wasn't really an object and they turned around and bought it for $300,000. So that was wow. a pretty good flip from 19,000 to 300,000. I cash? would like to interview. All cash, all cash to, to the best wow. of my knowledge, all cash. Wow. That was verified by uh, Ron Jackson at the end journal. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. There's a profitable flip for you. Yes, there's a very profitable flip. Wow. And you know, George Verdugo is doing great with Hotels.Club. We use it all the time when we, we book stuff. And again, it's a great example. You know, you pay a modest membership fee and then you have access to all these great unlisted deals on great hotels. I think over 800,000 hotels around the world. So um, it's pretty amazing. So there's just tons of examples. We've got just under 300,000 real active live sites. And those are businesses actually using a .club domain. So not redirects, not park pages, but real active websites. So 300,000 active dot .clubs. That's, yeah. that's, that's a big statement of, of value right it's there. Little, it's like 290 something, but just under okay. um, yeah. yeah, I think, I think when, when um, uh, Bavin was giving his keynote at NamesCon, uh, I think Doc Club was number two in terms of percentage of domains registered in use. Yeah, if you go by um, he was using MX records, so number of domains which have a, a, a an assigned MX record, which uh -huh. you know means that somebody's using it for email. That's probably a very you know I, I agree that's yeah. a very good indication of use. absolutely. Um, and then the other one that he was using for indication of use was. Um, uh, an SSL certificate. So I think okay. if you're using SSL certificate and and uh, which you know now is going to be skewed because all the parking companies are offering SSLs on on on, on park domains. But right. if you're looking at SSL and MX records, and that those are your criteria, I think you're hard pressed to find a better you know distinction of a, that a domain is being used in some way or another. Yeah, those are good indicators. I didn't see his talk, but that sounds great. I'll, I'll have to look it up. But yeah, yeah, we're very happy about usage, and we've always been focused on usage. And again, Names.Club is really ultimately focused on usage because we want to get these names in the hands of end users. And again, mm -hmm. across all extensions, we want to just make it easier for a small business or an entrepreneur or a startup to, as you said, use an exact match name, use a keyword domain, not cut corners and save money by making shit up and, and just really getting a great name, putting it to use. Phenomenal. This, this I think, is huge for the, the entire domain industry. Jeff, thank you to you and to Colin for developing this. For, um, and Michelle and the rest of the Doc Club team, we've got a great team of people. It's not just me and Colin. We've got, we've got a really dedicated, hardworking team here. We, we well, love kudos it. to you all. This, I, I really think, is a milestone in the domain industry for investors and especially for end users and being, uh, in particular, number two in terms of TLDs and end-user usage. Well, we we like to say, we, we, we are, based on our data, we're number one, but, you know, that's okay. Two tries harder, right? <laughs> well, I was just imagining after .com. <laughs> oh, okay, perfect. Um, I'll take it. <laughs> but, I mean, that's, that's just phenomenal, phenomenal, and really speaks to both the value of .club, but also how you are understanding end user implementation, usage, perspectives, and able to speak to that. Um, 
So I'm, I'm so glad that you're here. I hope that you will check um, the comments on Domain Sherpa because I'm sure the Sherpa Network will have plenty of questions for you on this, on this show in particular. And, um, and I'm very excited for the next time you're back. Great. Well, thank you so much, Tess. And thank you, Drew. It's always great to see you both and talk to you. And um, thank you to all the Sherpa listeners. Hopefully you got some value out of this conversation. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Drew. Thanks, so Jeff. good to have you on. All Thanks. right. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye.